Cast Callum is now in session. The Honorable Penny Asterati presiding. Good morning, Judy. All right, good morning. All right, do we have any preliminary matters before? Okay. Sure.
All right, are we ready for the jury then? Yes, sir. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Please be seated. All right, your next witness. Yes, good morning, Your Honor. Uh, Mr. Depp calls Officer Tyler Haddon. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the first part of the testimony you will hear is questioning uh, by Ms. Hurd's counsel, and then we'll let you know when Mr. Depp's counsel takes over the question. All right, thank you. By deposition, thank you. Please state your name and your business address. Tyler Adden, 1546 West Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. What is your occupation? I'm a police officer for the city of Los Angeles. And how long have you been a police officer with the city of Los Angeles? Approximately five and a half years. Did you serve in any law enforcement capacity prior to coming to the LAPD? No. When you said approximately five and a half years, do you recall approximately you started employment with the LAPD? Uh, approximately November of 2015. Did you attend the police academy prior to November 2015, or did you attend it after you became employed by the LAPD You're on in November of 2015? Can we turn I that began volume? the academy in 2015, that November. That volume's a little loud. Thank you. And how long were you with the academy? Approximately six months. And when did you start as a patrol officer with the LAPD? Uh, six months after November. Can you recall your date when you started patrol? I don't recall the exact date, no. And that would be May, end of May of 2016? Correct. And was the first training officer that you worked with on patrol, Melissa Science. Yes. Question, when did you first have body-worn video assigned to you? I'm not sure of the exact date. Approximately when? Approximately three months into working patrol. So maybe during the summertime. 
the summer of 2016? Correct. When you started working with Melissa Science as your training officer, did Officer Science have body-worn video? Not at the time I worked with her. How much training did you have on domestic violence while you were at the academy? I don't recall the exact amount of time. Approximately how much? 20 hours, approximately. So just to make sure that I understand, because we had a few disjointed questions and answers. So it was your understanding as of May 2016 that if you answered a call for domestic violence and there was evidence of a crime, even if the victim did not want to press charges, that you had to take a report. Is that correct? If there's evidence of a crime, yes. So, so your best recollection today is that you had been on patrol as a probationary officer somewhere between a week and three weeks before answering the May 21, 2016 domestic violence call at Eastern Columbia Building. Is that correct? Correct. Do you recall any of the other incidents that you reported to that evening of May 21, 2016? No. At all? Any part of them? Nope. So this was new for you working with Officer Sines. Is that correct? Correct. And as the probationary officer, then you would defer to Officer Sines. Is that fair? Correct. And if you could just describe to me what your understanding of Officer Sines' role was to you as your training officer in May 2016. To teach me and guide me in how to become a, complete the duties of being a law enforcement officer. Officer Haddon, under your understanding of the LAPD rules in 2016, if a victim of domestic violence said that the altercation was only verbal, would you, would that require you to write a report? No. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you to take a look at the first page of what has been marked as deposition exhibit number one. It's Haddon number, back to number three, my apologies. And this is an incident recall. Do you, what is your understanding of what this document is, Officer Haddon? It's essentially what is given to us on our computer. And what do you mean is given to us on our computer? In our car. Right. So what happens? So when we're assigned a radio call, the radio call comes to our computer in our car. And this is what we see on our screen, but in a different format. Now, how was this particular call characterized by the dispatch, at least initially? Initially it was dispatched as a domestic radio call. Okay. And what does domestic radio call mean to you? That there's some type of, whether it's disagreement all the way up to a violent crime that's occurred between 
two people are in some type of relationship or have some children in common. So, Officer Hedden, this comes out into the system and it's accessible by all of the LAPD black and whites that are on patrol that night, correct? Yes, whoever is logged in and working that night, I could look up any division's radio calls if I wanted to. And then it has next, it has a DS and then ER after STAT. What does that mean? DS means dispatched. ER means we're en route. So at 8.46 and 37 seconds p.m., your vehicle was en route to 8.49 South Broadway, correct? Correct. Do you recall how far away you were? I do not recall. And then it says primary unit PD1A1-W3. What is that? That's my call assignment. So the PD is police department. 1A1 is my car assignment. W3 means I work watch three. Okay. Then we have at 20.57, which is 8.57 p.m. That is AS, what does that mean? At scene, like we're there. All right, so, so you arrived at the scene at 8.57 p.m., correct? Correct. What did you do then? Um, we walked to the location. Do you recall anything that you did before you went up to the penthouse? Uh, we walked in and met with security who showed us where the elevator was. Did you do anything else? Not that I recall. Um, but your best recollection is that you went in, you talked to security, and then you went on an elevator, is that right? Yes. Do you recall what time you arrived at the apartment, the penthouse? No, I don't. No, I don't recall. All right. Then your next entry here is 2122. So that would be 9.22 p.m. and 57 seconds? Yeah. Okay. Met with victim, checked lock, verified the last location, victim advised verbal. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. Who wrote that? That's what we write when we put the comments of the call of what happened in the radio call. That's what we wrote. So do you recall whether that was you that wrote that or Officer Science? Um, I don't recall who wrote it. All right. And, and so you were back in your vehicle by 922, is that correct? Approximately, yeah. Well, if you wrote this at 922, would it be fair to say you were back in your vehicle writing this? Yes. Okay. Um, now, did you take a report? Uh, we issued a business card. I asked, did you take a report? No. Why not? Because the victim didn't request a report and during our investigation, we didn't reveal that we need to take a report. So who decided to use the words victim advised verbal dispute? The whoever created the comments of the call 
use the word victim. Whoever gave the comments of the call gave used the word victim. So I don't know who that was. And I'm even more specifically asking who chose the language advised verbal dispute. Was either my partner or I, I don't recall who. Now, what is the significance of writing down verbal dispute? We're writing what happened, what we believe is happening, what we, our investigation revealed. But you were not present at any time when Ms. Hurd discussed whether there was any type of verbal argument. Is that correct? Was I there? Yes. Was I speaking to her? No. Was there any discussion of verbal argument in your presence in when you were up in the, the penthouse investigating? Not that I recall. And you did not hear Ms. Hurd say that it was only a verbal dispute, correct? I did not. Now, I asked you a little earlier if it's a verbal dispute, whether that triggers having to write a report. And you indicated that it is not. Am I accurately characterizing that? Correct. Okay. Now, here, in addition to the victim advised verbal dispute, says and refused to give any further information. You see that? Yes. Question. Okay. So the victim does not want to press charges and advises that it's a verbal dispute, then that would not trigger you writing a report. Is that your understanding of LAPD? Policies and procedures on domestic violence at that time. Correct. There are other circumstances that were also within this incident as well. What do you mean by that? During our investigation, we had other reasons to believe that this was true. I'm sorry. During your investigation, you had other reasons to believe what was true? That it was a verbal dispute. And what did you have during your investigation that created in your mind evidence that it was only a verbal dispute? After discussing the investigation with my partner at the scene, Ms. Hurd refused any medical treatment and had no visible injuries. There was no sign of struggle. And the victim, or correction, the witness that was there that I spoke with was uncooperative as well. Anything else? At this time, that's all. Okay. Now, you recall seeing that Ms. Hurd was in tears and was crying and red-faced. Would you agree? Correct. From a distance. Well, from a distance, Ms. Hurd was in tears, crying, and had a red face, correct? Correct. Why did you issue a business card? It's part of our policy. We're supposed to issue a business card. And it shows that we are there and completed an investigation. And if she would like us to come back, we offer that assistance that we can come back at another time if she feels like she needs us to come back. 
Did you take any notes at all? Notes of what? Notes during the time that you were investigating this call? No. Did you take any notes after you got back down to your car about the call? No. Did you take any pictures? No. Did you record anything? No. Would it be fair to say that on 5-21-2016 at 9-22 p.m., you and your training officer, Science, considered this incident closed? I said, yes, that is correct. At that time, we pressed enter and the call went off my screen, meaning it was completed. Did you ever have anything come up on your screen again relating to this incident that evening? Not that I recall. All right. At the time that you closed out this incident on your screen at 9-22 on 5-21-2016, did you know that this call involved Johnny Depp? No. Did you, at the time that you closed this out on your screen, were you, did you recognize Amber Heard? No, I had no idea who she was. And is it fair to say that you considered these people to be, quote, just citizens, end of quote? That's correct. Do you have any communications at all with Officer Gatlin or his, his patrol partner the night of May 21st, 2016? No, not that I recall. So the next thing we're going to go to is the CAD summary, which is at page 12 of exhibit number three. And this is a CAD summary report, and it also has the name DFAR report at the top, and it's for 5-21-2016, and says specifically officers Haddon and officer Sons. Do you see that? Yes. Typically, when you would arrive for your shift, was there a period of time that you would do things maybe at the precinct or whatever before you get into your vehicle and log on and go forward? Yes. All right. What and then go and find out if there's any radio calls pending. Okay. And so how long would it typically take for you to do all those things from putting your uniform on through the time you start checking for radio calls? I'm not sure. Approximately an hour. How many people, how many police officers, patrol officers, were part of that roll call? I don't know the exact number. I would say approximately 30. And when you said you had to stand in line to check out your equipment, was it all 30 of those patrol officers that would get in line and check out their equipment? Yes, and supervisors. 
Okay. Um, and what equipment were you checking out that night? Uh, a shotgun, a less lethal shotgun, uh, mics for our cameras inside the car, pouches for our mics, batteries for our radios, keys for the cars, taser, um, I think that's about it right now. Do you have a recollection of there being cameras inside your car back on May 21, 2016? Yes, I believe so. Now, when you arrived at the penthouse, you saw that there was a female holding and embracing Ms. Herb, correct? I believe it was uh, when I was leaving the location, when we were getting ready to leave. Okay. Now, you believed that Ms. Heard was uncooperative because she was being emotional, crying, was refusing, that uh, she was hurt, and she didn't know initially whether she wanted to file a report or not, and then she didn't want to file a report, correct? Correct. Now, you said that Officer Science told you later that Ms. Heard called the number on the business card. Do you recall when Officer Science told you that Ms. Heard called the number on the card? No, I don't, I don't recall. Do you recall approximately how much time you spent at the penthouse speaking with either the male or with Ms. Heard or looking at the premises that night? Uh, don't recall right now. Do you recall roughly whether it was 15 minutes, a half hour, hour? I don't, I don't recall. I'm going to ask you to take a look at what has been marked as deposition exhibit number 17. I'll just scroll down so you can see that. Do you recognize the person in this photo? I believe that's Ms. Heard. All right. Is this the same person you saw? on the night of May 21st, 2016, when you arrived sometime after 9.04 p.m.? And do you recall seeing the red marks that are reflected on this exhibit number 17 on Ms. Heard? No, I was never this close to uh, be able to examine her face. You were never, never close enough to Ms. Heard to be able to examine her face, is that what you said? Correct. Okay. Um, if you had seen these, this mark close enough to be able to see it, would you have believed you had an obligation to prepare a report? No, because I don't know what this is from. I... Would you agree it's a red mark on her face? Yeah, from what I saw was red from her crying. There was no red marks from in any other thing it was consistent with her crying. Does this look like a red mark that's from crying? Officer Patton, um, would, in reviewing this picture, does it appear that there's an injury on Ms. Hurd's face in this picture? No. You would say that doesn't evidence an injury? No. Why not? Because I don't see an injury. I'm going to show you what has been marked as deposition exhibit number 18. 
And uh, do you recognize this carpeting? No. Officer Haddon, what do you see in this picture? I see stripes with some type of stains on uh, to be a possible flooring. Okay. Do you have a recollection of seeing stains on the flooring um, outside of Ms. Hurd's penthouse that night of May 21st, 2016? At this point, not that I recall. And when you say at this point, not that you can recall, what do you mean by that? It's five years ago, I don't remember. Officer Haddon, I'm going to show you what is in Mark just had in exhibit number 19. Uh, do you recognize the business card? Yes. And tell me what you can recall of that. Um, well, that's my handwriting, and those are our LAPD business cards. All right. The, the next thing on there is refused report. Do you see that? Yes. Okay. Was it your understanding that Ms. Hurd did not want to press charges? Uh, she spoke with my partner, and that's what my partner advised me. Okay. Were you ever in the room when Ms. Hurd either, quote, refused report or refused to press charges? I believe we offered her one final chance before we gave her the business card if she needed medical treatment or uh, a report and she declined at that time, and that's when we issued this business card. And what did you mean by report? Um, an official investigative report. Is, is that the victim's choice to write, whether you write an official investigative report? Yes, uh, a citizen can read, ask for a report for anything, essentially, with LAPD. But do you have an obligation as an LAPD patrol officer to write a report if you see injuries or property damage? If there's evidence of a crime, yes. And when you say if there's evidence of a crime, would injuries and property damage constitute evidence of a crime? If there's evidence of a crime, yes. Okay. Is there something different about what you're saying than what I'm asking? Well, I'm trying to understand when I say if you see evidence of injuries and property damage, is that evidence of a crime in your mind? Yes, if the person didn't do it themselves. I mean, I, I can damage my own property and it's not a crime. Okay. Did you have any reason to believe that Amber Heard created any injuries to herself or to uh, the property at the time you were there on May 21st, 2016? No, I don't recall seeing any damaged property or her obtaining any injuries or having visible injuries that I saw. Now it says advised can call at later time if changes mind. What if any discussion did you have with officer signs about what that meant. Well, that goes with what I said earlier was a citizen can make a report about anything at any time. It's called an investigative report or just an incident report. So if she wanted a report, then she'd call us back and we'll take a report. 
But at that point, you have already written into your system that the victim advised verbal dispute only, correct? Correct. And you did not write a report or take pictures or uh, create any kind of record. Did you have anything that transpired there? Uh, just the business part. I'm going to ask you, Officer Haddon, to take a look at what has been marked as deposition exhibit number 24. Do you recognize the person in this picture? Miss Hurd. Well, do you recognize her as Miss Hurd? Um, not, no, I had no idea who she was. Do you recognize the person in this picture on Haddon exhibit number 24 as the person who was the the uh, subject of your and Officer Signs uh, reporting to the Eastern Columbia building that evening? Correct. All right, so let's go to uh, exhibit number 24. Um, and do you, what do you see in this picture with respect to whether there is any injury depicted on Ms. Hurd? I see a uh, female white, fair skin with a uh, cheek. I'm sorry, with a what? Pink cheek and pink eyes. All right. Do you recognize that as a potential injury on her face? I'm knowing what our investigation revealed. No, it's that pink's consistent with Brian. What do you mean by what your investigation revealed? That it was a verbal dispute. And she refused that she had any injury. And just so we're clear again, you were never in the presence of Ms. Hurd when she at any time said it was only a verbal dispute, correct? Right. Now, would you as a police officer investigating, if you saw this, what's depicted in this picture, would you believe that you need to investigate further? Uh, I, yeah, I would need additional information uh, just because I see a female with pink cheeks and pink eyes doesn't mean that something happened. They could be, right. they should be sad and crying that their dog died. Did you engage in any further investigation? No, the only investigation I did was part of speaking with my partner and then uh, speaking with the witness. With the witness, the next door neighbor. And what did you discuss with the witness, the next door neighbor? Uh, I tried to obtain information of what occurred. What did you ask? Uh, who, what, when, where, why? And what did he say? Uh, I don't remember his exact words, but he wasn't very coming with uh, the information. I had very vague, vague information as far as what he was telling me. What do you specifically recall the witness telling you? I don't recall. You don't recall at all? I don't re recall specific words or sentences. Do you recall the witness uh, taking you around and showing you property damage in the penthouse? 
No, I recall my partner and I doing a protective sweep and that's it. You don't recall Josh Drew being with you and taking you through? I don't recall. I don't recall if someone else was with us or not. Do you recall one way or the other? I, I don't recall. Right. Now, you have a recollection of you and, and Officer Science going through the entire penthouse, is that correct? We did a protective sweep of the location that she was at. And tell me what you mean by protective sweep. We walked through the general housing area that she is at to make sure that there's no one else in there that shouldn't be there or there's no you know no no one hurt do you recall how many rooms you went through no no i don't but i'm gonna ask you if the officer had to take a look at number 25 you recognize this as miss heard yes all right and do you see any injuries depicted on this picture no I'm going to show you what has been marked as exhibit number 26. Do you recognize this as Ms. Hurd? Yes. Okay. Do you see any injuries in this picture? On this? No. I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, exhibit number 27. Do you recognize this as Ms. Hurd? Yes. And do you see any injuries uh, in this picture on Ms. Hurd? No. I'm going to ask the same questions. Officer Haddon, uh, I'm going to ask you to look at Haddon exhibit number 28. Do you recognize this as Ms. Hurd? Yes. And do you see any injuries depicted on Ms. Hurd's face in this picture? No. i show you exhibit number 29. Do you recognize this as Ms. Hurd? Yes. Do you see any injuries on Ms. Hurd in this picture? No. Now, you indicated that you and Officer Signs uh, went through the apartment, correct? Correct. We did a protective sweep. Protective sweep. And in doing the protective sweep, you did go in the room, correct? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know exactly where we went, but we walked around what she claimed was her living quarter. Would you agree that if Ms. Heard displayed injuries at the time that you reported to her residence after the domestic violence call, that you would have had an obligation to prepare a report? If there was uh, injuries or a complaint of pain, yes. I, I'm sorry, injuries or what? Complaint of pain. Would you agree that uh, if Ms. Heard displayed injuries that you perceived to be injuries at the time you reported to Ms. Heard's residence after the domestic violence call on May 21st, 2016, you had an obligation to, re to prepare a report? If I perceived them to be injuries, then yes. Okay. Would you agree that if there was property damage present at the time you reported to Ms. Hurd's residence after the domestic violence calls, you had an obligation to prepare a report? No, because if she's living there, that's her property, and she's being uncooperative and doesn't say that uh, someone else did it or anyone else did it, then I have no other information to go off of. She could have broken it herself. Officer Haddon, did you provide any pamphlets to Ms. Hurd, you or Officer Signs, relating to domestic violence? Uh, I personally did not. Do you know whether Officer Signs did? 
I don't know. And ladies and gentlemen, at this point, counsel for Mr. Depp takes over the question. Did you see Ms. Hurd's face on the evening of May 21, 2016? Yes. On how many occasions did you see her face? I believe two. And the first time you saw her face, uh, how close to her were you? Uh, I don't recall exactly. I think it was approximately 10 feet. Did you perceive any, uh, did, did you have any um, problems with your eyesight at that time? No. Did you have 20-20 vision as of May 21, 2016? Uh, no, I, I wear contacts though, so I can't see. Perfectly fine. Were you wearing your contacts that evening? Yes. Did you have any trouble uh, seeing the contours of her face the first time you saw her that evening? No. Did you perceive any signs of injury on her face or anywhere else on her body that was visible to you? No. For how long a period did you view her face the first time you saw her that night? A few seconds, not very long. And how much later was the second time you saw Ms. Hurd? Right before we left. And how close to her were you when you observed her face? Approximately 10 feet. Did you have a clear view of her face? Yes. Did you still have your contacts in at the okay. time? Yes. Was there sufficient light that enabled you to actually see her face? I believe so. I, I believe it was uh, the light was a little dimmer, but it was still lit. Did you perceive any signs of injury to her face on that second occasion? No. Did you see any swelling of any kind on her face, either during the first time you saw her or the second time you saw her that night? No. Did you see any marks on her face, either the first time you observed her that night or the second time you observed her? Just the redness, for, which was consistent with her crying. Did you, did you see any time that night, any indication of any bruising on her face? No. Did you see at any time that evening any, any indication or any sign whatsoever of any injury to her face? No. And going to your, was it the security? What was the term you used? Uh, the security sweep, is that correct? The protective sweep? Protective sweep. Um, during your protective sweep, was your access barred to any part of the penthouse? My access what? Sorry. Uh, did you have free access uh, to to the penthouse? The the witness that was there, he kind of, I believe, he guided us kind of through the place. Uh, I don't know. You know, what, where he guided us through. 
Did you see any broken glass anywhere in the penthouse where you did the protective sweep? Not that I remember. Were you looking for any signs of a disturbance? Yes. Why were you looking for signs of a possible disturbance? Um, signs of or any evidence that a crime has occurred. Is that part of, is that standard procedure, a police procedure? Yes. And why do you look for potential signs of, of vandalism or disturbance to property in the course of a domestic violent, uh, violence allegation or possibility? Um, just because that tends to happen when uh, um, a, some type of domestic um, alter, altercation occurs between two people. Did you see any sign of any kind of property damage or vandalism that evening? Not that I recall. Did you see any signs of spilled wine on the yes. floor? Not that I recall. If they were visible or a complaint of pain. Do you recall some questioning from Ms. Hurd's counsel, Ms. Bredehoft, about uh, a man who led you through the penthouses on the evening of May 21, 2016? Yes. Did you um, describe him as uncooperative? Yes. Let me ask another question. Was he cooperative with your inquiries that evening? No. What do you mean by that? I attempted to gather information of who the husband was um, and what occurred and um, where he possibly went um, so we could interview kind of all the different parties. And uh, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't even give me a, a name of who the husband was. And how long did you interact with that person who, who in fact is Josh Drew? Uh, I'd say approximately five to 10 minutes. Did he report to you in words or substance that any domestic violence had occurred? I don't recall any exact verbiage he said. Did he report to you in words or substance any vandalism? No, not that I recall. On the evening that uh, you and your partner got a call uh, to the penthouse on May 21, 2016. Were you and your partner in a particular hurry to close out uh, this incident? No. You Were you willing to, to stay as long as was necessary to, to resolve the matter? Yes. Would you generally take notes for a verbal dispute only? When, when we... Uh disclose the call and we get rid of the call, we leave our comments of what occurred and what we did in that call. Would you generally write a report for a verbal dispute only? No, unless it's uh, at the request of one of the parties. When you were typing in your computer to add text to a call, is it common to refer to the focus individual in the call as a victim, whether she, whether a crime has been committed or not? Yes, because that's how the call was broadcasted and created.
Ladies and gentlemen, at this point, counsel for Ms. Hurd uh, completes the questioning. Now, there was another woman that was present as well, correct, that night? Um, I believe so, yes. Do you remember testifying earlier that at the end she was holding and embracing Ms. Hurd? Yeah, I believe she's on sitting on the couch with her when we left. Did you interview that woman? No, uh, she was with uh, uh, Ms. Hurd when uh, my partner was speaking with her. I believe she. Did, I had never spoke to her. Did, okay, because did you ever attempt to interview that woman that was on the couch who was embracing Ms. Hurd? No, because I was speaking with the gentleman outside. Do you know whether Officer Science ever attempted to interview that woman who was sitting on the couch? I am unaware. Okay. Now, let's go back to the description that you gave, and you responded again to it with Mr. Chu, that, that she, had, she was crying and had a red face, and you said the redness was consistent with crying. Do you recall that? Yes. Okay. Why was she crying? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know why she was crying. Did you ask her? I personally did not because my partner interviewed her. Then when you downloaded with your partner later, did you ask Officer Science why Amber Heard was crying? No, my partner never advised me. She spoke with her and while I was speaking with the gentleman. Do you recall that you testified that there was another woman who was embracing Ms. Heard on the sofa at the end of your visit? Yes. Do you recall asking why she was embracing and holding Ms. Heard? Why did you not ask either the other woman or Ms. Heard why the woman was embracing and holding Ms. Heard? Why well, I did not is because we were trained in the academy to separate the parties and to try and attempt to build a rapport with the individual we're speaking with. Therefore, it was two females and my partner was female. So therefore, my partner spoke with the female. Would it be fair to say you deferred to officer signs to conduct any type of investigation with both Ms. Hurd and the other woman who was embracing her? I know my partner spoke with Ms. Hurd. I am unaware. I cannot testify if she spoke with the other um, female. When you said you learned at the academy to divide up the parties, was it your understanding that parties meant the victim and the suspect? All parties. Do you know whether anyone made an attempt to divide up the woman from Ms. Hurd, the woman that was embracing her? I'm unaware. Okay. Now, the redness that you said was on Ms. Hurd's face uh, when she was uh, crying and emotional, um, could it also have been consistent with injury? I do not think so. I perceived it as redness from crying. Did you consider whether the redness on the face might be from something in addition to crying? No, I did not. And you had never met Ms. Heard before, correct? Never, never even seen her. And would it be fair to say that you don't know what Ms. Heard's uh, what her characteristics are for swelling, bruising, redness, correct? Correct. I'm going to ask you, Officer Haddon, to look at what has been marked as 
had an exhibit number eight, and it's from the Office of the Chief of Police, and it's dated November 24, 2014, and the subject is Domestic Violence Supplemental Report Form 15.40.02 Revised. Do you see that? I do. This was provided to us by the LAPD in response to our document requests. Did you have an understanding that there was a domestic violence supplemental report form that was in place as of May 21, 2016? Yes. I'm going to show you what is exhibit number nine, and this is called Domestic Violence Supplemental Report, and it is something, is it your understanding that the police officer fills this out? Yes, and we fill it out. Okay. Do you recall whether you had filled out this supplemental report at any time prior to May 21, 2016? I don't recall. Now, if we look at the first column on the Domestic Violence Supplemental Report, it has a column that says victim, and then there are a number of descriptive words underneath with boxes. Do you see that? I do. All right. Now, the first one is shaking. What, if any, observations did you make of Ms. Heard shaking? No, I don't recall. All right. What, if any, observations did you make about Ms. Heard being unresponsive? The little time I dealt with her, yeah, she was unresponsive and crying. I'm sorry, I didn't catch the first part. She was unresponsive and crying, did you say? Yes. Okay. And I guess you've answered the third one here, that she was crying, correct? Yes. All right. And what, if any, observations did you make of whether Amber Heard was scared? No, I didn't. You didn't what? I did not observe. I'm sorry, are you finished with that answer? It sounded like it was a half. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I did not observe her being fearful. Okay. But Ms. Heard did not want to file a report, correct? Correct. She did not want to press charges, correct? Correct. And she did not want to tell you the name of her husband, correct? No, because I didn't talk to her. Well, do you recall testifying earlier that Ms. Heard was uncooperative? Yes, she was uncooperative with my partner. All right. And do you recall testifying that Ms. Heard was uncooperative because she was emotional, she was crying, she wasn't sure whether she wanted to file a report or not, and then she said she did not want to? Yes, that's what she had spoken to my partner about. Do you know why Ms. Heard did not want to file a report or did not want to press charges? No, I did not. Officer Haddon, I'm going to show you what has been marked as Deposition Exhibit Number 10, and I'm going to have you look at it. It starts out with Field Notebook Divider Domestic Violence Laws LAPD Form 18.30.02. 
and it has the date, this is date of January 31, 2010 at the bottom with the, uh, with the footnote. I'm going to just direct your attention here to case preparation, and this is relating to domestic violence laws. Case preparation says, note the complainant's emotional and physical condition. Do you see that? Yes. Okay. And then ensure all evidence is gathered and preserved, e.g. bloody clothing, clothing, damaged bones, damaged property. You see that? Yes. Okay. Did you or Officer Signs provide any kind of notes relating to Ms. Hurd's emotional and physical condition on May 21, 2016? No. Did you or Officer Signs ensure all the evidence was gathered and preserved, including the damaged property? I said no, and all these things would have been documented if there was a report. All right, let's go to the next bullet point. It says ensure photographs are taken of injuries or lack of injury to complainant and accused, both the day of and after. Did you take any photographs to show a lack of injury? No. Did you take any photos to show a lack of damage? No. All right. And then this next one is ensure photographs are taken of the scene and damaged property, etc. So I've already asked you that one, so let's go to the next one. Canvas location and interview all witnesses, including children, neighbors, law enforcement. Did you do that in this instance? Yes. Who did you interview? I spoke with the gentleman. All right, anyone else? No, that's it. Now, there were two females present in addition to Ms. Hurd, were there not? Yes, including her, I believe there was two. You don't recall the third woman there? No, I don't recall the third woman being there. All right, did you ask if there was anybody else that was present who had witnessed any aspect of this? I don't recall exactly, but all right. Let's go to exhibit number 11. So what did you determine this call was after your investigation? A dispute, a verbal dispute. It's not against the law to argue. I argue in my life. So you decided that there was only a verbal dispute, therefore it didn't constitute domestic violence? From the information or lack of information I was able to receive from the witness and the information my partner gathered, yes. Is it your understanding that a police officer can be brought up on charges of misconduct if they engage in neglect of duty? Yes. All right, is it also your understanding that a police officer can be brought up on misconduct charges at the LAPD if they violate department policies, rules, or procedures? Yes. And is it your understanding that a police officer can be brought up on charges of misconduct if they engage in conduct which may tend to reflect unfavorably upon the employee or the department? Yes. All right. Thank you. Your next witness is by deposition also. I assume you need a few minutes to switch that out. Are you ready to? I 
I we're ready. Well, Oh, I think that's that's right. Okay, while we go ahead and it's early, but let's go ahead and take a morning recess for 15 minutes so we can take care of that and get it set up for the next deposition, okay? So don't talk to anybody and don't do any outside research, all right? Which exhibit did you? Well, I, I think we're in agreement, Your Honor. It's just that we have to do the action. Okay, so who's the next? Which is next? Officer William Gatlin, Your Honor. Officer Gatlin. It's with him. So okay. we did the redactions that we discussed. Uh, I don't know how to. I haven't seen it yet, so I just right, need to. Why don't I go ahead and take the 15 minutes, and when I come back, we can, we can figure it well, out. Because so. I don't think we're in disagreement about anything else. Okay, and how long is this deposition? I believe it's around 35 minutes, Your Honor. Okay, so we'll be able to start the next one right after we should that. Be so, yes. so why don't you go ahead and get the exhibits for the next one after that as well, and I'll come back at 1120 and we can do both of them, okay? Thank you. All right, thank you, Your Honor.